Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio, your one stop for creative inspiration. We have a terrific hour of ideas and tips for you today, so let's get to it. Here's your host, Pat Sloan. Welcome to American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show. I'm Pat Sloan. First up, I get a chance to talk with uh, someone that I haven't talked with for a little while, Malka Dubrowski. Uh, I love Malka's work, and I've followed it for years. So I thought, you know, it's time to see what she's up to, what's new. So, Malka, thanks for being here. Well, thanks for asking me. You know, I first started following you um, I don't even know when it was. It was so long ago. But you do a lot of hand-dyed fabrics. That's kind of your signature um, style. You're, you're hand-dyeing them yourself, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, you know, some might call it a garage. I call it my dye studio. Uh, no cars are parked in there. Um, but, uh, so, yeah, I dye it all in my garage studio. And then I actually process a lot of it in my kitchen. And then I sew a lot of it in, you know, one of the bedrooms that I have for sewing, you know, just, it's a sewing room, so, yeah, it's a, a full house operation. So. <laughs> that is so cool. What, what made you start dyeing fabric? You know, what was the one thing that you're like, I need to try this? Well, you know what, there were a couple things, actually. So, one, I actually have a, a Bachelor of Fine Arts in Studio Art, but my focus was printmaking. So, when I graduated from school and, you know, I mean, I did lithographs, which really have involved a lot of equipment. And so, I knew that, you know, making lithographs wasn't probably going to something that I was going to get to keep doing. Um, and uh, a lot of my, my drawings and stuff kind of reminded me of quilts, and I started making quilts. And then this was, you know, this was 20 plus years ago. I wasn't too happy with the fabric that I saw in the stores. It just they didn't didn't speak to me. Um, and I liked I, I I liked the idea of patterning my own fabric. You know, I liked the, I guess the control of of patterning my own fabric. And uh, I started to do that. And in some ways, that really reminded me of making prints because when you make prints. There's this point where you pull the print off the press, and it's kind of a surprise what you're going to get, and you kind of have to go with that flow. And I was I was pretty comfortable with going with that flow, and mm-hmm. that's that's true with with patterning fabric too. You know, stuff happens. You may like it, you may not like it. You have to respond right. to it, and um, and that's that's you know that felt, felt very familiar, very comfortable. Yeah, I just I love that that you know you just. You know, you went to a different type of product, but something you already knew. You know, this was yeah. the, the whole process that you already knew. Now, you also have fabric that is manufactured with your designs, and you're working with uh, Robert Kaufman. Um, how do you sort of translate that uniqueness that you're doing uh, sort of, you know, in small scale onto the larger production scale? Um, luckily, the line that I have coming out with uh, Robert Kaufman, and it is literally shipping to stores tomorrow, um, uh, is, is not, I didn't have to, because what they did is they took the designs that I had, and they literally found a place that would screen, you know, I stamped the wax on one stamp mm-hmm. at a time, well, they screened the wax on, and they made giant dye baths, I make smaller dye baths, but essentially the process is the same, you know, they had a, a you know, I boil out fabric to take the wax out of the fabric, they had a, a kind of a more massive facility or massive you know, um, mm-hmm. 
space to do that kind of thing. So everything's on a bigger scale, but the process is essentially the same. And so when you see these fabrics, I, and I call them modern batiks, they are modern batiks, they're mm-hmm. essentially not any different than the fabrics that I make, except that mm-hmm. things that, that seem like they would be a as I would have stamped every single one of those spots, they're, right. you know, they're screened uh, that, you know, a whole say section of repeat is screened on rather than stamped on. Okay, well, that's interesting yeah. then. So it's yeah. really a very, it feels very similar then because of the process that they use. So they Yeah, it feels of... amazingly similar, yeah. And, uh, you know, you get that same richness of color that you get with uh, a vat dyed process. So um, I, I've been very happy with this line. Cool. Yeah. Now, you know, yeah, that it's, I mean, that's exciting to have it coming out any, any day we can go into the yes. store. And what should, what should they ask for, Malcolm, when they're looking for it? The line is called Mark to Make uh, for Robert Kaufman. Okay, very cool. Yeah. Now, there was another thing that I wanted us to be able to talk about uh, today because it was um, one of your articles that you wrote uh, at your website, and it was uh-huh. how you had seen um, uh, a photo of an antique quilt that uh, Jody Sanders, our you know editor here at um, American Patchwork, had shared a, a pink, you know, uh-huh. pink kind of quilt. But that kicked off for you, uh, sort of a a whole flow of things. What happened? It, it, it was incredible. I saw it one day on Instagram, and I, you know, felt sometimes when I like something on Instagram, I'll take a little screenshot of it and just hold on to it in my photos, and I just know that this is, you know, significant in some way. And I was in the process, I was actually past the process of making, you know, one of the things that they ask you to do when you have a line coming out is to, to make some support quilts and stuff. It's give people ideas about, hey, this is what you can do with this fabric. And I was actually had already done that. I had three quilts that I had already designed and made. And I think uh, Kaufman even had them. You know, they had them for mm-hmm. photography and, 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 you know, just kind of promotional purposes. And I saw this, um, this um, photograph, and I had been given also kind of a mistake. They had sent me, Kaufman had sent me uh, what was last year's color of the year, uh, the pink mm-hmm. flamingo, a project mm-hmm. that they wanted me to do, but then the whole kind of exhibit surrounding it didn't work out, so they said, oh, keep the fabric, you know, and I was just like, pink, pink has never been my color, what am I going to do with all this? I had like, you know, five yards of flamingo pink, and yeah. um, and there was, I was just, that picture made me think, oh my God, mostly it was like the turquoise up against the pink, and there's turquoise in my line, and I was, mm-hmm. I just, I saw it, you know, and I saw this quilt. I, I called it Medusa. I started, I, it actually comes comes out from the center, and I have so many ideas for, you know, what, what I'm calling an expansion of Medusa, but um, that's the other thing. When I, when I first started a quilt, one of my least favorite parts is to figure out what I'm going to call this quilt. Like, if it was up to me, right. I'd just call it Untitled Number One, Untitled right. Number Two. <laughs> but this quilt, I, I looked at it and I said, and I said, it's Medusa. Just, you know, it looks like my hair in the morning, you know? So, um, yeah, and I, I feel like Medusa's pretty much, I mean, I love, you know, I love all the quilts that I've, I've made and designed, but Medusa might be my absolute favorite, so. Yep. You know, and people yeah. can see this at your website. You'd written about it um, uh, just, just a couple articles back if you're going out there to look look today, so. Right. That and I'm offering all- it. It's my first ever, not only do I offer it as a PDF 
pattern and as a paper pattern for those who are interested in it, but I'm actually kidding it as well, which is my first time, first time to ever kind of go into that arena. Once I saw that, once I made this quilt, I decided that I would go ahead and, and, you know, open up a wholesale account with Coffin. I literally bought my own fabric. Um, (laughs) and, um, (laughs) <laughs> I said in my email, it kind of reminded me of that Willie Nelson song, I Am My Own Grandpa, which I've always right. loved that song. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, um, so and, you're yeah, going to have and, these and, fun and, kits and people can check them out, huh? That, give right. us your website. So it's um, stitchanddye.com, S-T-I-T-C-H-I-N-D-Y-E.com. But it's also Stitch and Die at Etsy or dot Etsy.com as well. Okay, good. So they can go find a, a Medusa of their own. And yes, and, and right now I only I pre-sold a whole bunch of kits, and I um, now that I, I, I like many people, I, I'm rather than having it shipped to me, I'm I'm going to QuiltCon uh, tomorrow, so mm-hmm. I'm picking up my fabric, and I'll be if you come by QuiltCon, I'll be at booth three twenty-eight. Um, I'm going to have kits for sale there. So oh. Super fun, super fun. Yeah. Good to go. Yeah. Uh, so I do have I do have another question because um sure. you know, you you do a lot of things that are um, you know, online, you know, but do you also travel and teach? I do some, yeah, yeah. I used, yes, I, I definitely do. I've, you know, had the opportunity to teach pretty much all over the country and lots of places in Texas. Um I taught at QuiltCon the first year that it um that it was that existed, which luckily was here in Austin, which is where I live. Um, but yeah, I, I do, and I have several kind of uh, slated for the rest of the year and into next year. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, also out at um, American Patchwork, you have um, your your contributor to the issue, so people can find some. You know, online you have like your super size shoe fly. Um, you know, uh-huh. how do you describe your your style? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I'm, a hard one. <laughs> well, I think it's definitely rooted in tradition, um, but I I always like to push the boundaries of of that tradition, and I like to do it. I kind of feel like I have my own. I mean, everybody has their own way, but I, you know, I have my own way, and my own way is, is rooted a little bit more in um, kind of little subtle things. Like I like to play with the idea of something looking like it's one thing but actually being another, you know, kind of almost Trump Leo kind of thing. Like the, mm-hmm. yeah, it's like the one thing I remember from Baroque art class. Um, yeah. And, um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, so I like to, and, and I like the idea of using, especially lately, of using like a collection of fabrics. Like I, you know, they're, they're not mine. They're Janine Bangles for Wyndham, but I, I have a, a, a pattern in an upcoming issue of Modern Patchwork that's, totally uses her, her new line, and it was based on another piece that used her whole new line. So I like the constraints of kind of saying, hey, this is my collection of fabric, and what can I make with it? And I like for things to be, I like it to be simple. I like it to be direct, big, and graphic. Um, but but I, I, there's some subtlety in there. So <laughs> that's not a simple answer. That didn't sit on a postcard or anything, but uh, right. that's, that's the way. <laughs> No, it's a, it's a. I think it describes you. I mean, people can see your quilts, and I do love that I can always uh, kind of spot that um, 
the flow, you know, spot that sort of tradition that's going on, like you said, you know, like the shoe fly, you know, that's a very yeah. traditional, but you, but you, you know, upscaled it quite a bit, which made it yeah. really fun. Well, Malcolm, I love that quilt. I, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> this it's on my bed really right great. this minute. What's yeah. that? Oh, it's on your bed right this minute? Yes. Oh, I love that quilt. Oh, that's yeah. awesome. Well, I'll put a yeah. link, everybody, to um, find that one. Malka, this has been so much fun. You have a great time at QuiltCon. All right. Thanks very much. It's been great for me, too. Yeah. So, everybody, we'll be right back after the break. the One Million Pillowcase Challenge in March for the Ultimate Pillowcase Competition. Gather a team and compete in one of two categories during the month of March to make pillowcases, earn points, and maybe be crowned the Ultimate Pillowcase Champion. The top three teams in each category will be awarded cash prizes. Even if you're not forming a team, you can watch all the action with weekly voting and daily prizes. Visit allpeoplequilt.com backslash pillowcase madness for more information. Quilt Along with us in 2017. Join our fourth annual Quilt Along by stitching a wall hanging, a throw, or a one-block table topper, or all three projects. Visit allpeoplequilt.com backslash quilt along for a list of participating bloggers and designers and to see photos of what staff members and other readers are sewing. Share your photos on social media by using the hashtag APQQuiltAlong to join the fun. Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show. I'm your host, Pat Sloan, and I am so... We're going to just have a great uh, segment here with designer and author uh, Carl Hench, and he is the uh, force behind three-dog uh, design, which you probably have seen his quilts. You probably have his book or books. He has several books. But I'm just super excited to learn a little bit more about what's currently going on. So, Carl... This is really fun. Okay. We haven't we haven't chatted before on here. No, we haven't. So, tell me your a little bit of your backstory. Do you come from a family of makers? Um, I yes, I, it's uh, I do come from a family of makers. They weren't quilters, um, but uh, my mother uh, was a seamstress and she did a lot of sewing. And um, my aunt knitted. Uh, so when I was very young, 10 or 11, she, I learned how to knit, um, which I still do. Um, and my sister, my older sister was an elementary school teacher. So there was always some kind of craft or preparation for crafts going on around me. (laughs) I think those elementary school teachers just really have it, you know, they, uh, they always got something, (laughs) something going on. So when did you decide to try, um, making a quilt? Um, well, that's, I started watching, um, a lot of TV shows. So, you know, you know, in the day there was HGTV with Alex Anderson and Simply Quilt. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and you know a lot of Ella Burns and Bob Porter, and you know knowing about sewing and knitting and stuff, it was something that kind of interests me. Mm-hmm. Um, and then when, one day, you know, Eleanor had her son on TV and he was quilting with her and uh, Ricky Kims was on TV. And I'm like, okay, well, I guess guys can do it. So I was like, mm-hmm. um, probably around 2000 I, is when I decided, you know, I'd buy a sewing machine and give a hand at it. Oh, so you even had to buy a machine to try it. You didn't already do garments or something. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh right. No, I, I wasn't sewing at the time. I um, uh, I was knitting and other things, but no, I was not sewing, so I did not have a sewing machine. Um, That's a big commitment, isn't it, when somebody's, yeah. got, you know, yeah, they're like, I think I'll just oh. try this. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, well, I think I was like, yeah, I was like, I'll give it a shot and see what happens. Yeah. <laughs> so when, when, Actually, when I was Oh, oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. I was going to say, when I was even younger, um, probably 12 or so, I was designing dresses for my niece, who was two years old at the time, and my mother would help me pattern them and make them, so. So you had that, uh, you had that urge to create something from scratch for a while, like, it's, uh, even like, so, so, when did you just say to yourself, like, I think I'm going to design something myself, you know, like not use a mm-hmm. published pattern? Right. Um, well, you know, I, I moved around a lot because I get bored with work and stuff and where I'm living. So it's, after a while, you know, I wasn't sewing for quite a bit until I moved into the Missouri area um, and, you know, discovered a bunch of quilting shops. And, you know, I did the shop tops and the you know, the block of the month, and, you know, well, I didn't do them. I collected them, and they're mm-hmm. still sitting in a drawer. <laughs> but, you know, it got to the point where, you know, I wanted to make something original for myself. You know, I mm-hmm. never had the intention to publish or write a book or anything. I just wanted to do something for myself. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, I wanted to be challenged, you know, because I've done things. I did make quilts, like, you know, some, you know, uh, Mariner compass quilts and things like that. So mm-hmm. I like the more difficult kinds of things. So that's what I was looking for. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I, I designed my first quilt and made it probably, you know, in 2010. And that was actually the first one I made of my own. And that one was called Supernova mm-hmm. and actually hung at the, uh, one of the AQS shows in, um, Knoxville. Oh, cool. So you you like things that are a little bit more complicated. Um, do you mm-hmm. like them? Why do you like them that way? Um, well, like I said before, I get bored really quickly. Mm. <laughs> so if it's really simple and, you know, it's just like, you know, sewing strips together or a bunch of squares, you know, it's like, okay, hurry up and get this done. Mm-hmm. So to me, the more, and I think that's probably because, you know, I have, know the college I had and you know going through chemistry and calculus and Mm. being a linguist you know I I like the I mean I'm used to the more complicated things Mm -hmm. so you know that and you know they always say keep your mind going you know reading and doing stuff so you know I just like the to sit at the sewing machine for you know eight hours and you know 
crank out one block. <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> this only took me eight hours. You don't know how long the other right. ones took, right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Well, you know, it's good to have a passion. It's good to uh, to mm-hmm. know where that is. Um, what, you know, if anybody uh, has seen your New York Beauties plus Flying Geese, they can totally get mm-hmm. what you're talking about because that's taking curves and, you know, New York Beauties, which are spiky and flying geese that are, you know, just not everybody's, you know, can do those successfully and stick them all in one quilt. So, uh, right. <laughs> but that's not your first book. You've written several books. Mm-hmm. Um, when, when you go to write a book, Carl, what, mm-hmm. what kind of process do you use? Do you have a theme? Have you made one quilt and you're thinking, I want to make a bunch more? Uh, yeah, usually I kind of start out with a theme for the book. Um, so my first book um, actually happened by accident, um, which was with, um, again, H2S. Um, I had designed a quilt and took it to my long armor and quilted it. And, you know, she's like, oh, that should be a book. And the book was called Stars and Strips. Um, so, you know, the uh, so I'm like, well, maybe, I don't know. And then I went to the quilt shop and they're like, oh, that should be a book. And so <laughs> H2S had this you know, meet the publisher event, you know, at all the quilt shows. So I went and took the quilt and showed it to her, and it's like, that's where that book was born, and the title came up, and it's like, oh, then it's like, oh, great, now i got to make 10 more quilts exactly <laughs> to fill <Right>. the book. <laughs> yeah, that's right, one quilt. Uh, you, but you can you can do that. You can do that, and you do it very mm-hmm. well. Um, okay. Another thing that you've written about um, is mm-hmm. Amish quilts, or quilts inspired you know, your designs inspired mm-hmm. by Amish quilts. Did you just have a, did you dive into that type of quilt making for a while? Uh, I've always been inspired by an Amish quilt. I think that was probably one of the original inspirations I had when I was seeing Amish quilts that I you know why I wanted to start quilting way back in my mind. And I think actually that was probably even during the bicentennial. So it was like long before I even started quilting. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, I'm like, you know, I thought, you know, at one point in my life, I would do all re- reproduction quilts. And uh-huh. then it's like, well, no, everyone's making those. So I kind of went back to the idea of Amish quilts and kind of doing my own twist to them. So I did a lot of research on Amish communities around the country and how they differ. And, mm-hmm. and so in my, when I was creating that book, in my mind, I created my own Amish community. And, you know, that's what came out <laughs> were those quilts. Oh, you know, so you like to do a lot of research then for your books. Yes. Yeah. So, so I, you know, I learned a lot about color from the Amish and, you know, their patterns and what, can, you know, how they pass things along. So, you know, that's kind of what that book involved in. It had a color story and then some repeating elements among the quilt. So, you know, so trying to, I wanted to use that inspiration but not be literal. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And what, so tell me about the, the most recent one, because each of yours are very different. You know, it isn't like mm-hmm. they, they, you know, sort of follow uh, a series. They're, they're stand right. all on their own as very individual mm-hmm. styles. So uh, you know, personally, I love New York beauties are like my, like, oh, my gosh, you know, I made one. It's like, good. Right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need to make another, but I did it. Uh, what? How did you figure out to put, like, all these flying geese in with the New York Beauties? Um, well, I just 
started playing with my designing programs and stuff. And, you know, I had seen, you know, some, you know, with, you know, one curve or, you know, something. And I've always liked the tradition on New York Beauty. But, again, just kind of like the Amish, I didn't want to take tradition literally. So, you know, my quilts are inspired by New York Beauty because the arcs and the curves and but then I wanted to throw in an element because I love flying geese and I love, you know, I can make a quilt all day with flying geese. Um, <laughs> so I wanted to do kind of incorporate that in there. So it's kind of a, again, a mes- meshing of two different styles, I think. Mm-hmm. And, and these look um, a bit more, I would say contemporary, you know, they're mm-hmm. with the colors. Cause you like very bright colors for that book. Yeah, that one book, and that book actually, if you look at the quilts in order in the book, kind of has a color story in that book also, going from the most saturated quilt at the very beginning to no color at the very end, because there's a, the last quilt is made out of, you know, probably 24 different white fabrics. Mm. Yes, it's stunning. It's just amazing. I don't know, you didn't get bored with that many <laughs> fabrics that look the same? <laughs> Um, actually, no, actually, that was an exciting process for me to see how every quilt would come out differently. I mean, I've always wanted to make a, a neutral quilt, and I actually have a book, Alex Anderson's, you know, she has a neutral color book, you know, a, a quilt book, and so I've always thought, thought in my, I had it in my back of my mind, I never thought it would be this book, but I always wanted to make a neutral palette quilt, so, you know, having that color story and that progression in the book helped me get to that point of being able to use that in the book. Mm-hmm. You know, and you then, have... You know, I have I was gonna say you mm-hmm. have some videos out, um, like C and T. You did some, particularly for that book, mm-hmm. that gives some great tips that people can look at. I'll put a link to it that show um, just fabulous tips for doing the foundation work on there. Um, mm-hmm. So, Carl, we have Thank about you. thirty seconds. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Do you, tra- do you travel to teach? I, yes, I travel all around the country, um, and uh, this year I'm doing a cruise to Alaska, and I'm actually doing another one next year. That is fabulous. So they can find that at your website. Give us your website name. Uh, 3dogdesignco.com. Ah, well, Carl, this has been so exciting. You know, I, but I'm, I'm not going to do another New York Beauty, but I'm definitely going to look at something, <laughs> something in all those neutrals. That is amazing. Well, thank you very much. We'll be back uh, right after the break, everybody. So hold on. Quilting tip brought to you by Moda Fabrics. Visit modafabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest fabric collections. To avoid mixing up various size strips once cut, you can write the measurements on the strip selvage. Get two full years of American Patchwork and Quilting delivered right to your door for the price of one. That's a full year free. Every issue is packed with never-before-seen projects from top designers, detailed photography, complete materials lists, and easy-to-use pull-out patterns and quilting diagrams. Subscribe today at allpeoplequilt.com.
Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting's talk show, and I'm your host, Pat Sloan. Our show is brought to you by Moda Fabrics, and the second half of the show, I've got two Moda designers on. Yay! So exciting. First up is my wonderfully talented friend, Sherry McConnell, who hasn't been on the show for a little while, so this is really going to be great to catch up. So, Sherry, I have to tell you that you are like my sewing hero. You sew immense amounts of things. Uh, how, oh, my do, goodness. <laughs> do, you, do you feel like you sew tons, or is it just that I feel like you sew tons? Um, well, actually, lately I have felt like I have sewn tons. <laughs> I, I just finished five quilts in 19 days, and I'm kind of feeling it, actually. Yes. So. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. You must be, like, mega – or are you an organized person? I mean, do you um, feel like you I are? try to be. Okay. I feel like I can do better, but um, but I was all ready to go with these. I had test blocks all made and everything written out before I started, but um, but it's it still – I don't know. It was a lot of sewing in a short amount of time, so not a lot else got done. <laughs> Right, yeah. That's like we were just saying just before we came on. It's like I had one of those days, like nothing I planned except for this show has happened today. It's like right. all kinds of other things. So you write at the best name ever for a quilt site called A Quilting Life. That is your website. Um, you know how? I'm curious. Like how has your writing changed about your work from the beginning to to now? Oh wow. Um... Well, I think in the beginning, I just wanted to document what I was sewing. Mm-hmm. That that was my primary purpose. I really had no idea of, um, you know, what would end up happening. I think now I really like to get information out there to the readers because I feel like it's so beneficial. It benefits all of us as quilters to be able to share ideas and projects and and so now I think I'm more focused on you know giving back to the quilting community instead of just documenting for myself I guess Mm -hmm. and you run a lot of I mean you do a lot of sew-alongs because uh, you were and also you were a member you know, one of the designers for our Splendid Sampler, and you made an entire quilt, too, um, It's which is gorgeous. You know, like, but you do sew-alongs of your own to encourage people. Do they have, like, a theme? Um, I haven't really done that yet. That's, I, I, actually, I love how you do that with a theme every year, and I thought I should really do that. Um, the, this is the second year in a row that I've done um, a block of a month, and I haven't... Um, had a theme other than just trying to keep it not too difficult so that new quilters can join in, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's awesome because people, and it's easier than to stay with it if it's not hard. Right. Yeah. So what is your current fabric line that's in the shops right now? Um, well, Creekside is in the stores right now, but I just got a phone call Friday and the front porch is starting to ship so um, within a week or two I imagine that um, it'll you know sometime this week it should start to arrive at at shops so now you um, work with your daughter Chelsea on your on your fabric lines do you do you also work together for the pattern part of it 
Um, no, but she's actually releasing, going to be releasing her first pattern um, at the end of March. And she was just over here this morning. We were, I was helping her work through some things. So oh, that, cool. that's going to be really exciting for her. It's a really cute quilt. I'm excited to Yay. see her do that. Now, yeah. when Chelsea first started working with you, you know, being that she's been around you making things for all these years, but you know, when she first came on as like a business partner, uh, did she sort of, you know, was it like automatic that she knew everything? Um, no, in fact, honestly, I would try to bribe her when she was in high school to try to get her to sew. (laughs) And I tried to get her to, they had a quilting class at our high school here and I, I tried to bribe her to take it. She wouldn't take it, you know? Um, and, and even when we started doing fabric, I did not know that she would become a quilter. In fact, I told her, you know, you don't have to quilt to design fabric. Mm -hmm. And when I was, you know, trying to convince her (laughs) to do this. Um, But you know how it is when you are around fabric, it just... yeah, you, you want know, it comes at you, and before yeah. too long, she was sewing quilts. <laughs> she wanted to cut it up just like you, and exactly <laughs> sew it back together again. Um, right. <laughs> so you've done because you're doing like a lot of this sort of um, writing now of tutorials and tips and things like that. What has been one of them that you've you know there's been like an important one, one that you feel like you know everybody should know this. Um, something that everybody should know. Well, I feel like lately I've been writing a lot about organizing, and I've gotten a lot of positive feedback from quilters. Um, One comment that really stands out to me is somebody wrote back and said they didn't know it was okay, you know, to not press forward with a project if they just weren't feeling the love for it, and they Mm -hmm. felt like that was enlightening. You know, and um, because sometimes we all have projects that we that we don't want to finish, or maybe we end up finishing in a different way than when we started, making a table runner with just a few blocks instead of making the whole quilt, or mm-hmm. or something like that. And I think that was kind of eye opening for a lot of people that hey, I can I can finish this in a different way. I don't have to necessarily, you know, finish out the plan from the beginning. And I think that. That that is, I think there are a lot of people who don't, it just doesn't occur to them. They're just sort of yeah. like, well, this is what it's supposed to be. This is what I bought for it. But, you know, yeah, not having to love anymore is, uh, <laughs> yeah. it happens. It does. <laughs> it does. It does. Do you actually have UFOs? I mean, because you're always sewing something. You know, do you have a stack like me? I, <laughs> I, I actually do. Sharing. I um. <laughs> Yeah, and I went through and looked at everything in January, and um, but some of them, honestly, I want them to be UFOs for a while. I like having projects that I can, um, you know, work on over a period of years, scrap projects, so that they have bits and pieces from quilts that I made, you know, over a few years instead of just, you know, a short period of time, and I, I like, in fact, this weekend I got out my string quilt and I sewed together some blocks. Um, and I've been working on this quilt for several years and 
I think I'm going to finish it this year, but I don't know. As soon as I do, I'm going to start another one that will take a few years, you know. You know, that's a really, really interesting thought because, you know, I've never really had one with that sort of purpose to it where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's something to sort of document. I did a calendar quilt one year, like every day was, you know, a piece Uh of fabric. So that just documented that year. But that's a really neat idea. So do you have um, a different block beside a string or do you like the string just because it's easy? Um, well, I have that because it's easy, but I also have a scrappy pineapple quilt in a drawer and a scrappy log cabin quilt, and both of those have been, you know, in the works for more than two years, and I mean, sometimes you just, like, like Saturday, I had finished all those quilts Friday, and I wanted to sew, but I didn't really want to start a new project, and Mm. I just wanted something easy, and... And so I think it's great to have works in progress that you can just pull out at a moment's notice and and just sew and be creative, yeah. And you don't have to think about them. That would be the right. other bonus. It's like you don't yes. have to go get a pattern and read it and pick what you're going to stick in there to, you know, without too, too much heavy thinking, you know. Exactly. I did not want to think. I just <laughs> wanted to sew. <laughs> I just want to sew. I just want to push yeah. something under the needle. Um, you know, being a designer, you have an opportunity to actually make whatever you want to make. I mean, you know, do you have something, though, that, like, it's in the back of your head? Like, maybe it wouldn't be a pattern because, you know, maybe you decided you don't want to write directions for it, but you want to make one. Yeah. Um, I've been wanting to make a Lone Star quilt for a long, long time. So, um, and I've, I've looked at, I actually have a few different patterns and, um, and a couple books and, um, I've looked at tutorials online and I'm just, I don't know, it's just one of those bucket list projects and I want to make sure I use the right fabric. So I guess I haven't started on it mostly because of that, but. Cause you're only going to make one. Is that it? <laughs> Maybe. Like... I don't know. <laughs> It's got to be the right fabric. I'm only going to do yeah. it once. It's, I um, probably shouldn't. Yeah, I probably shouldn't be so concerned about that. But, um, but I I don't know. That's I have and I have a few projects on the list like that. So mm-hmm. I finally got my red and white quilt made a couple of years ago. So oh, red and white. That, it's like I'm in. I'm yeah. stuck in a red and white phase. I yeah. I'm not unhappy about being stuck there, but no, I, uh, no. It's sort of like I could keep making red and white. You know, then I'm like, oh, yeah. I have to use a different color now. I want to keep. Right. What is your favorite color you're using right now? Do you have one that you're like every time you're like, okay, I want to put this color in? Yeah, I'm a blue person. Mm-hmm. Um, blue is my my favorite color. So, and I like all different shades of it, from aquas to navies, everything in between. So. Um, so if it's blue it's yours if it's blue yeah in fact chelsea's more of a pink you know kind of red side of the scale so we're always going back and forth about about colors so do you do you have a hobby i mean you know many of us quilters you know we spend a lot of we, we sew for fun too but do you do something else um yeah i 
I like to garden, but I live in the desert, so that's really difficult sometimes. <laughs> you know, when it's 120 degrees outside and everything's dying, you just. Yeah. Um, but I, I do like it um, when I can figure out the right plant for the right area outside and make it live. Yeah. Um, and I, I love reading organizing books. <laughs> I think it's. Um, um, I don't know. I've been actually doing that for like 30 years. I've been reading organizing books and time management books. and um, I like those too. It's yeah. like we're, we're going to have to trade some lists. So Yes, that's a great idea. <laughs> Straight so. geeky organizing book lists. Everybody's like, yes. oh my gosh, yes. people. That's like... Uh-huh. <laughs> Like, no, and then I'm also kidding. kind of addicted to fixer-upper. That's my, I oh. consider that a hobby right now. <laughs> right, <so>. yeah. <laughs> Just to watch it, though, right? Cause you exactly, watch. right, yeah. 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 I have, yeah, I love all those shows. I'm like, oh, that's cool. That's, what, what else will they do? Because I'm not doing that. But uh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now, you, um, you told me that out at the APQ website, American Patchwork Quilting website, that you love the pillowcase tutorials. Do you um, have a... Do you have, like, one that you like? Do you like the easy ones? Do you like the ones that do the ribbing on the edges? Yeah, the the roll-up one where you, where it's so easy to make. I, I just go back and refer to that all the time and try to um, – I have a couple, actually, in my closet that I need to send off, but I just feel like they're such great gifts for kids and also, you know, for the charity, you know, for hospitals and things like that. Yeah, so. and there's so many patterns on the website that uh, you can you can't get bored. You know, if you do, if you want to do something a little bit fancier, it's right, right. They have so many, and you've been so a regular contributor to the magazine, so people can go out and uh, search your name and find all the different types of projects you've done over the years uh, with, the, yeah. with the magazine. Yeah, um, actually in 2017 and 2018, I've been doing the Scrap Lab series for oh. Quilts and More. Yes, yes. And that's been really fun because it's such a great exercise in creativity, you know, to get a stack of fabrics that someone else has picked mm-hmm. and just try to decide on a project and the best way to use that. I've really, really enjoyed that. Well, I've, well, I've enjoyed following that, Sherry, and I've enjoyed talking to you. We are out of time again okay <laughs> i know it goes so fast we'll have to have you back again sometime okay thank you so much pat we'll be back Join American Patchwork and Quilting on Facebook for daily quilting inspiration, tips, giveaways, and more. Find us at facebook.com backslash APQ Magazine. This quilting tip brought to you by Moda Fabrics. Visit modafabrics.com or your local quilt shop to see the latest fabric collections. Press and seal can be used to hold pieced units in place before sewing together.
Welcome back to American Patchwork and Quilting uh, Talk Show. And you can find Sherry McConnell at aquiltinglife.com. And my other wonderful Moda designer that I have on is Joe Morton. Joe's been here several times, and I just thought it would be fun to talk about her newest book uh, called Joe's Floral Album. It's just gorgeous. Uh, Joe, I'm so excited about this book. Me too. Um, it is. Um, I remade an earlier project that's, I don't know, from around 2002 maybe mm-hmm. and did smaller blocks, but I needed something a better size than the first one, and I was so happy with the way this one turned out. Yeah, it is, and I love the palette that you used with that light blue border on it. Yeah, yes. yeah. The the border fabric I found after the blocks were done, actually. But, you know, it was just one of those stunning fabrics that I knew I could use two yards someday. Mm-hmm. And uh, <laughs> got to buy those when you see them. Mm-hmm. And by gosh, when I went to put these blocks together, everything kind of changed and ended up being kind of a more medium quilt instead of as dark as I sometimes work. So Mm -hmm. I'm just really pleased with it. And Martingale did a fabulous, beautiful job of putting all this together and the full-size patterns and the color sheets and everything. It's like, oh, my gosh. And it's a great value. (laughs) It is. It It is. is. I could... I could never self-publish in that price range. Yeah. And the photos, like, is a full page for each block. So it's just beautiful. For those of you who really love to duplicate, you know, the actual kind of fabrics, sometimes it's harder with patterns because we don't have an opportunity to show you something so large. And um, the colors are gorgeous. So that's Joe's floral album, which did you do this by... Hand, it's all applique. Uh, did you do hand applique? Yeah, it's uh, back-basted needle turn applique. And actually, I hired a friend to stitch it. I was so busy four or five years ago, mm-hmm. and it's just like it was worth it to have the blocks waiting, and then I put it together. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, sometimes we have to give up a little bit of control on projects. <laughs> I know we all have those good friends. We all have them when they have they step in and um, help us meet our deadlines. It's it's necessary. Yeah, yes, for sure. Now, can you explain back basting? Um, And is it in your all your books? Like how to do it, or some of your books? I think most of them. If there's an applique project, there'll be step outs, but. It's a technique that I learned from Gina Kimball a very long time ago. And um, you trace the pattern on the wrong side of the fabric, and then you don't have to make a whole bunch of templates mm-hmm. and um, like we used to. So then you just have your little snippets of fabric, and you cut pieces. Of course, you always start with the under fabrics first mm-hmm. and then layer up. But... Um, from the back side, you take a, uh, you do a, it's kind of basting is not the mm-hmm. right word. It's a small running stitch. You're creating a little memory line. Mm-hmm. And so you're going to stitch right on the turn under line. 
and then you can, when you turn it over, you trim away the excess fabric, and I leave about a, an eighth of an inch, not a quarter, and then you start pulling out the basting stitches because this basting has kind of created a memory line. Mm-hmm. With uh, I use a, a fatter needle and a heavier thread. Oh, and okay. It just, yeah, it just beautifully turns under when you're appliquing. And so you can prep part of it and take it along, and it's just it becomes a no-brainer and not stressful. So... Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, it's <laughs> in our crazy world, yeah. In our crazy world, right. It's one of those techniques, Joe, that I just have never really quite tried. You know, I've seen it done, and, mm-hmm. you know, I understand sort of the, con- you know, I, I think it's fabulous because of, you know, if you want to do the handwork. But I'm sort of like, you know, drawing all of that out because I actually write my pattern so it's not a full image like my designs are like here's a flower you're going to repeat it 30 times you know like whatever the project is Um, you know for someone who finds a pattern that they love but it's not they don't have the full drawing of it what can you recommend that they they do well, then they're just going to have to get some graph paper and kind of create a drawing. I, you know, just to be sure of their placement and everything. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't experiment on fabric because I'm a bit of a control freak. I want to know where things are going to be. <laughs> yeah. Maybe a wee bit more than a bit. <laughs> well, it also lets you adjust it. You know, if you've, if you've yes. been drawing on the back of your fabric and, and you move it and, you know, you could see the lines come through. Um, yeah. What do you draw I, with? Um, a pencil, um, okay. uh, usually a mechanical pencil, and I use like a .7 millimeter where it's a little heavier, wider, because then it'll kind of go over the fabric nicely and not pop in and out of the weave of the fabric because it's a little bit fatter lead. And a number two, you know, will show up nicely and not leave huge dark lines if you've used a really light background. But, you know, me, I'm kind of a creamy girl, so, and on the darker side, so I I usually don't have a problem. But I've seen people pick up marking pins and stuff, and I was like, you know what, it's their quilt. They can get by with it, go for it. But, you know, I'm, I'm the super safe one because I don't want to spend a lot of hours and not have a good product. So, right. Yeah. Yeah, you can That's, spend a lot of hours with it when, you know, depending on the intricacy. So, right. Mm. You know, now, actually, there's a Facebook group uh, that has started and they're making this quilt. Oh. And I know. Uh, Mimi Dietrich and Karen Flancha have kind of gone together and they've got a people stitching and making these blocks and they're there to answer questions i just like really (laughs) that made made me really happy yes oh mimi's amazing she yes she is so generous with her knowledge they're they're in good hands (laughs) yes they are and you know and she says i do things differently than joe so here's what i'm doing Mm -hmm. and she's also using batiks so you know just keep sewing yeah, yeah, there's no rules. Just keep sewing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, you've done, uh, have, were you doing like back-to-back books? Did you have one um, just before this came out? Like, or did I just hold on to it a no. long time? Uh, this one shipped in December. I have one coming out next month, too. Okay, what's <laughs> that one called? 
It's uh, Joe's Little Favorites 3. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. That was so, right. What's in the Little Favorites ones? Are they actually small projects? Well, not all of them. Um, most of them are on the smaller side or table runners. But there's one in here that um, is also, let's see here, the size is somewhere. I think it's like 50, whoops, don't flip shut. <laughs> She's getting to see the book, but we aren't. Yeah, I know, 57 and a half by 57 oh, and okay. a half. So it's a really nice wall size. And there's applique again. And um, it's called Basket Parade. But the others are kind of on the smaller side and runners and, you know, all this, the little stuff I like for our little house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the, I, the fun thing, I'm sorry, the fun thing about this book, um, a good share of the photography was done in our home. Oh, so yeah. so it's, it justifies all my browns and the rust because of our pottery and our redware dishes and so, you know, I make things for me, and then I share the quilts. So, That's, Yeah, you, and you, you decorate in this style. So this is yes. what, you, what you are. Uh, do you use right. the um, lighter colored ones in the spring? Do you feel the need? or? I just get them out whenever I want to. It doesn't oh. matter. Okay. Yeah, I'm not that, I'm not that uh, other than Christmas. Mm-hmm. But, you know, if I love a quilt, it doesn't have to be red and green at Christmas either. It just gets out, and I enjoy it. So, yeah, <laughs> that's good. That's good. Well, so, it should be. <laughs> yes, it should be. Yeah, you know, we were joking because I said something about size of blocks, like small blocks were six inch, um, and and you were saying that's a big block to you. Uh, six inch. Block. I know. I know because I like four inch. I like three inch a lot. Um, but it's because of the smaller quilts I make that, you know, the big blocks are for larger quilts. And mm-hmm. for me, mm-hmm. um, I kind of with, the, the blockheads group, the motor blockheads group mm-hmm. and people are going, Oh, these blocks are so small and hard, but I'm learning. And it's like, Oh my gosh, they're big after making three inch blocks. So, <laughs> you know, it's just, but I think um, I, that's the best thing about quilting and quilt making. There's something for everyone. And, yep. you know, that's, yeah. So you can find your little niche. You can find your group that does what you like to do. And it's all pretty remarkable. It, it is remarkable. Uh, it, you can find a community that will love the same thing you do in quilting. Um, so easy. Where where do you have most of your online community now? Um, well, probably well be- somewhere between Instagram and um, Facebook. But I kind of like Instagram a little bit more. I don't have to scroll through as much stuff that I didn't sign up to look at. <laughs> <laughs> or should I say that? <laughs> no, no, that's fine. Do you do, you do a group? Um, I, I have a Joe Mor- I have a Joe Morton Stitchers uh, Facebook group that, and I have to approve them. They can't just sign up because um, I'm just afraid what might show up if I don't control oh, it. Yeah. You know, yeah, and, yeah, and that's so. pretty normal. You, everybody yeah. needs to wait. For 
approval so we tell you're a real person and not. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And so that's something look. we're not looking for. <laughs> right. Exactly. No, not going to share things we don't want to know. Uh, exactly. <laughs> oh, dear. So tell me what... Um, Tell me what your current line is in the stores, your fabric line. Okay, the one that uh, shipped in January is called New Hope, and it's got beautiful reds and greens and golds and neutrals and blacks. So there's really great projects that can be made, and um, I've just had a really good response from people. They just love it. And uh, the interesting thing even myself, who I don't always sew with just the fabric line. I like to scrap things up. Mm. This one is so easy to just keep. You lay them out on the table, and you just cut and make stuff, and it's all beautiful together. So Exciting. I'm pretty excited. I know. It's like, how did that happen? Right. <laughs> it's the <laughs> bingo I do line. That again. Yeah, yes, again. Exactly. Do that again. Do that again. Yeah, well, Exactly. Joe, this has been so much fun to catch up and hear about uh, what your current projects are. Well, right now, I'm well. I'm watching the Olympics, aren't you? Yes, 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 yes. That is it. You know. Well, and so, also covering hexagons because it's mindless. It's mindless. <laughs> you can just sit there and do it, and then you know sew them together. And but uh, yeah, gotta have needle and thread. Well, Joe, thank you so much for being able to come on and chat with me. Well, it's good to talk to you, Pat, and hopefully we'll see you at Spring Market. Hope so. Everybody, visit okay. Joe at JoeMortonQuilts.com, and I'm Pat Sloan for American Patchwork and Quilting. Uh, our show is sponsored by. Moda Fabrics, so we are pleased that you were here. See you next time. Remember to visit allpeoplequilt.com for more information on topics from today's show, as well as how-to videos, free printable patterns, and additional tips and techniques. Thanks for listening to American Patchwork and Quilting Radio. 